Man, the Timberwolves are in disarray. The play-in matchups are set up. And whoever came up with this ish needs to be fired. I'm Rosa Panther, this clinic, all NBA podcasts. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Woo! Happy belated Easter. Get your taxes done. And NBA playoffs about to begin. Let's get it, boys. Oh, yeah, let's get it. John, how you living, my friend? Oh, I'm ready, man. Let's go. Play in, playoffs. What better time is there? Let's go. There's definitely no better time. And boys, we have to talk about what the hell is going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves. First of all, Rudy Gobert has been suspended for one game following his dust-up with teammate Kyle Anderson on Sunday in which he threw a punch at Anderson during a timeout. And allegedly, Anderson told Gobert to block shots while the latter implored Anderson to get a rebound. And apparently, tensions started to boil over, and Anderson told Gobert to shut the F up, itch. And you could kind of fill in the blanks there. And I wanted to ask you guys, <laughs> what, what did you guys think of the reporting on this? Also, the dust-up during a really important game before the play-ins were set. Dude, this is me. I don't know if you can see me, but I'm <laughs> rubbing my hands together because as a Laker fan, this could not have come at a mo- any better time. That's true. Right before we end up playing them tomorrow and the play-in for the seventh seed and the right to play the Memphis Grizzlies. I, As a Laker fan, I love it. I, I think that it really, like, like, the, like you said earlier, they're in disarray at the worst possible time, chemistry-wise, but also just missing key pieces from their team. I mean, they already had Nas Reed out. Jaden McDaniels is one of the best wing defenders in the league. Statistically, you look it up. And then Rudy Gobert is obviously their anchor defensively. He's a liability on offense, but when you're playing a team like the Lakers, who have Jared Vanderbilt, Anthony Davis, Furi Hachimura, bigs that can play, you're going to get scorched. And I'm expecting, and if, if the Lakers somehow lose tomorrow when they really shouldn't, I'm going to be pissed and I'm probably going to get mad at all of all of you here for no reason. I'll blame everybody, but those who really need to be blamed, which is the Lakers. But yes, I expect them fully expect them to win. I don't know about you guys, but the Timberwolves, man, like, what did you guys, I, don't, I mean, what are they thinking, man? They have so much talent. Am I right, guys? Like they have so much talent, but their IQ is third grade level. I mean, like, Help me understand what you're thinking. I know emotions are high. You're, this is a critical game, but like, what do you guys attribute this to? Is it their age? Is it? Is it? Because this is not just a one, one and done thing. This has been reoccurring in the organization. Do you think it's an organizational thing? Is it a, a personnel thing? What? I'm curious, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Dude, John, we've been saying this for years, man. It always starts from the top. Ever since we've done this pod. We've been kind of on the cusp of like giving the Wolves their props because they're up and coming. Yet every single year, we can't just put money on the Wolves because their organization as a whole, we don't respect them. And you could see it all the way down to its players. Like last year, they had their issues. And then this year, look at what's happening. And I'm not even talking about like the front office moves. I'm talking just about 
the player's attitude on the court, um, untimely ejections, and then now you have these scrimmage, uh, skirmishes on the sideline, and we're probably going to talk about the injury with McDaniels. It's just crazy, man. So I always have to say it, it starts from the top because you never see this with the Spurs, with the Popovich era. You don't really see it with the Warriors. You don't see it with the class. They're, they're the cream of the crop franchises. Yeah, Jay, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I want your guys' take on this as well. Because Kyle Anderson, I guess, someone had caught him talking about what had just happened with his incident with Rudy Gobert. And he said this. He said, y'all kiss his butt way too much. Want to tell me to focus? The F is wrong with y'all. Y'all got a decision to make this summer. Is there some truth to what Kyle Anderson is saying about Rudy Gobert and the Timberwolves having to make a decision on Rudy this summer? Uh, I think when you spend that much draft capital and you trade all those players and assets for Rudy Gobert, you're going to have to accommodate even though you shouldn't. And this goes back to what you two have said in the beginning of the year with that trade, which is like, did the Wolves really do this trade and mess up the whole market value for everybody else? And because they did that, now they're going to have to kiss Rudy Gobert's ass because they gave up so much, John. And that's what it comes down to. I'm, I'm sorry, but you've, you've, did so, you've done so much just to acquire this one piece. You're not going to get anything back of equal value if you were even to think about trading Rudy Gobert. I love this quote. I'm not going to lie, guys. I think this Kyle Anderson quote and him getting caught by this unsuspecting, he just unsuspecting guy, just employee, janitor, I don't know who, walking by, wants his 15 seconds of fame and, and just releases this video. <laughs> it's like, man, if things couldn't, going from bad to worse, right? I mean, and if, if, if anything, like, I don't know if they're going to be able to get past this, especially in 2023. Do you guys, do you agree or disagree? Because you know, when you post something online these days, it's never, and you try to delete it, it's never going to be deleted. It's there forever. You might as well put a stamp on it. You might as well, you know, kiss your privacy goodbye because, and people will always revert back to this. So I, I think it's, it's going to come to fruition. They have a decision to make. And because like, as JJ said, they gave up five picks their draft capital. They gave up key pieces. Jared Vanderbilt was part of that, and he's now a Laker. They gave up, I think, Bill Beasley was also a part of that. I mean, like, I think they're forced, their hand is forced, and they're going to have to stick with Gobert. I don't know, Ro, do you agree with that? If, if you had to pick one of these guys who they would keep, right? And I, I think, with the exception or... or Taking out the fact that Kyle Anderson is probably the better overall player, I would say. Um, Gobert's a better defensive player. But I, I think I would take Kyle Anderson if we're talking strictly about talent. But based on all of the other factors, what they got to, to, took to get Gobert, I feel like it's a toss-up. It's hard for them to say no to Gobert. What do you think? It's hard for them to say to no, like, no to Gobert, like as you said. But the thing that like drives me crazy, and I'm sure it drives Kyle Anderson crazy, is that this guy's making like 40 million, million a year. 
and he's not a 40 million a year kind of player like as far as like production as i mean his defense is great but his basketball iq is low like he would be the perfect person to like come off the bench or in matchup specific um matchups not someone that you would start as a center no matter what not to cut you off too too jun but when you say you you said it perfectly like he's a great defensive anchor in specific matchups yes so can is he really is he really that good of a defensive player if you have to switch him out or rotate him out five minutes left in the game i don't think so man like there there are so many other centers i would rather have than rudy gobert and rudy gobert is being paid like a top 10 center so it's absolutely crazy i'm gonna go over the apology tweets now of Rudy Gobert and um, Kyle Anderson. Rudy Gobert said this, he tweeted, emotions got the best of me today. I should have not reacted the way I did. Regardless of what was said, I want to apologize to the fans, the organization, and particularly to Kyle, who is someone that I truly love and respect as a teammate. Anderson said this, he said, I think tempers just flared. That's all. We want to win games. It is what it is. It ain't the first time someone has swung at me. Kiki. What do you guys think of the apologies here afterwards? Does this give you some newfound confidence that the Timberwolves are going to galvanize together for, for the play-in? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> and honestly, the this is all PC, and I think this is PR and his agent. And what really ticked me off, or at least tells me that this is insincere and disingenuous is when he says here at the end of his quote particularly to Kyle he wanted to apologize who is someone he truly loves and I for some reason I find that hard to believe I don't know why I mean I don't maybe I don't I don't have insight into the relationship but I feel like that's not being honest for some reason i don't know why it just rubs me the wrong way maybe call it a gut reaction or go or an instinct but i don't think that's that's i think he's being disingenuous and then to to say to bring up regardless of what was said i mean in a way he's kind of indirectly impl- implying that you know kyle anderson said some things that he shouldn't have said and maybe that's the case but if you really didn't care you wouldn't have brought that up in in any kind of sense right you would have just said i apologize for my actions i shouldn't have done what i did but he said he had to throw in there regardless of what was said. It's kind of like throwing it in there, making sure that people are aware that Kyle Anderson is the one that started this or, he, you know what I mean? And so for me, if I really digest, di- dissect this quote, to me, it just comes off as disingenuous. And maybe it's because Rudy Gobert is French. No offense against French people, but maybe that's just uh, my thought. <laughs> Rudy Gobert just has a bad rap. Let's, let's just be frank about it. Like, it seems the whole league hates him. And this has been a story, like, that's been roaming around the NBA for a very, very long time. You have Gobert getting a mix-up with Draymond, KD. You have a previous teammate in D'Angelo Russell talking smack about him. You have now on the bench, everyone getting mad at Rudy, but not at Kyle Anderson. And it's like, you just see like this dude doing stuff that on a human level, you don't like. Like for example, okay, 
Kyle Anderson calls him the B word. Okay, th there are going to be consequences for some people. You know, you're not going to agree with those consequences. So Rudy punches him. But what I don't like is when he punches him, he knows that someone's holding him back. So he punches him and then he scoots back scared, which is a punk ass move, in my opinion. You know? And then, like, if we're going to roll back the tape back in December, Kendrick Williams on OKC, like, there's footage of Gobert tripping him. It, and then you have Gobert talking about how the NBA is biased against uh, small market teams and they favor big market teams. It's just his reputation is not great right now. And this doesn't make it that much better. He's definitely, like, one of the most hated on players like in the history of basketball, like when we're talking about players hating on other players, he's a, like a three-time defensive um, player of the year, but no one respects him defensively. Like even Kevin Durant has said, are you really defensive player of the year if we're literally searching you out during the playoffs? Stuff like that, it's crazy. But I'm gonna move on from this a little bit. Of course, our man, Draymond Green, of course had something to say about this he had a tweet and it said insecurity is always loud and if you don't remember it's actually a clap back to what rudy gobert said about draymond green's punch to jordan Poole, where rudy gobert tweeted insecurity is always loud what do you guys think about draymond's little clap back here <laughs> i love it i mean if you're gonna tuck smack it expected to come back full fold yes agreed i mean it's super petty if we're being honest here but would you expect anything less from draymond green come on like this is who he is right he's he embodies the type of person that's going to make sure you don't forget about it if you're gonna throw it uh throw some shade i'm gonna throw it right back at you and this is the perfect opportunity i mean if anything rudy gobert is being extremely he was just being a hypocrite and so mm -hmm. but if we're being honest though that Draymond punch was a lot different than Go Gobert's punch yeah. yes <laughs> I, yes it was quite different, quite different. Uh, for lack of a better description <laughs> so something else happened that game and it was actually the Timberwolves Jaden McDaniels got called for a foul he got, he got called for a second foul pretty early and he expressed his frustrations by punching his wall or punching a wall on the way through the tunnel. And it looks like Jaden McDaniels has a fractured hand now because of this. When you guys saw the video, heard the report, what did you guys think of this news about Jaden McDaniels? I think he's a free agent. And fact check me, but I think he is due for a new sum of money or compensation here. And if that's the case, I think Ro, you're probably you're looking it up right now. But if that's the case, what a disaster for him personally. Uh, I know he's got like, one more year. One more year. One more year. Okay. But you have to, so physically, I guess from an injury standpoint, he's probably not, it's probably not going to affect him. He'll be able to heal and be 100% by the time that rolls around. But you have to start considering his temperament, 
his intangibles, his ability to keep cool under situations where you shouldn't lose your cool. I mean, not let's take away the fact that like he punched a he punched a curtain and didn't realize there was a concrete wall behind it. I don't know if you guys know the details, but that's yes. that's what happened. And I've never tried punching a curtain. I, I, I mean, look, look, he probably didn't. If, it, there was, if he knew there was a wall there, I'm sure he would not have punched it. But to do that and to jeopardize not only yourself, but to jeopardize your team in one of the most critical times of the year where you are fighting for a playoff spot. You're not in the playoffs. You're fighting for a playoff spot. And presumably, you're probably going to lose to the Lakers, right? Hopefully, crossing fingers. But if that happens, you have one more opportunity. And you're still not even going to be able to come back for the game. It's not like you were suspended for a technical foul. It's not like you did something. You kicked a chair and, like, bruised your ankle or bruised a shin. And you were out for one game. You fractured two metacarpal, two fingers. And you're out for the entire season. To me, that's just gross negligence and just like i just can't believe it if i i was i was uh perusing timberwolves reddit and you guys have to check it out it's something else dude people are for sure like not happy <laughs> oh, at no. all yeah i mean let's just be real man stupid super stupid like this is your your career your livelihood you got to know what's up, man. You got to put your emotions in check, especially for a game, a high value game that could potentially put you in or out of the play in or like, you know, there's there's implications for the, the play in. And even if you didn't know there was a wall there to punch that, you would have to punch that hard, John, to Brit to fracture your hand. You know what I mean? I mean? Did you see the video? He punched it pretty hard. He put, yeah, he punched it hard. Yeah, like my my point is that this is your career, and you should know better, man. Like, what what's going on? Like, is there any, you know, in the history of like boys being boys and getting to testosterone uh, testosterone out? Have you ever seen someone come good, like come out of it good from punching a wall? No, absolutely you, not. You, you got to be smarter than that. Like, I know that some of us have experienced maybe in college where your roommate punches a drywall. But, dude, you're <laughs> like, tell us about that. To tell us, it, to be honest, man. Tell us about that story about, you know, you know, uh, you know, somebody that did. But it was actually, <laughs> I, it was actually I, you. I know. I know a friend. I had a friend. I had a friend. Yeah. I had a college friend. party and yeah, punch the wall. And don't go. It didn't go well. At least I, they didn't get that injured. For me, that. like this, this reminds me of like, like Anchorman. Like Ron Burgundy has more sense than than he did. Where they're about to get into a fight, and they're like, "Wait, no punching in the face," because they knew, <laughs> as Anchorman, that's how they get their money. Is how their face looks, right? Jaden McDaniels, your yep. money is literally in your hands. You can't perform your duties as a basketball player if your hand is broken. And now that's, man, your season's over. And this could have been a way for you, like John was saying, to maybe even get a bigger contract than the one that you have now. So it's really disappointing, but I'm gonna move us on. 
and we're going to talk about the play like playing basketball here and just some little tidbits some little facts here do you guys remember in 2021 when lebron james said about the playing tournament whoever came up with this ish <laughs> needs to be fired well now the lakers are in the play in and and it looks like on tuesday we're going to have the atlanta hawks versus the miami heat and this game seems to be more intriguing than one would suspect right we have the miami heat with jimmy butler and the hawks with trey young what's your guys's prediction for this game i got miami uh, Miami. Uh, with Trey Young, it's just so weird to bet on him because last year he flopped so hard. John and Jun. He had a game where he only scored nine. They got blown out a few games here and there. And then the year before that, or two years before that, when he played the Knicks, he they, they had an upset. Made it all the way to the conference finals. I don't really believe in Trey Young. And little tidbit for the fans out there that the Atlanta Hawks actually made a statement saying that everything's on the table in terms of their roster and gave the green light for the front office to look out for trades. And that could even include Trey Young, which might motivate Trey Young to maybe play better if he wants to get out of this Atlanta situation. But if we look at how Atlanta has been performing throughout the whole year, they are essentially a 500 team, straight up 500 team. The reason that I like Miami, John, is you can't uh, count out playoff Jimmy Butler, man. They were at the Eastern no, Conference last year, and no. that dude could just ball. Yeah, I agree 100%. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, He, when the time comes in the most critical moments of the NBA season and the playoffs, he, he comes alive. And the Hawks don't play any defense. They're 22nd in defensive rating. The Miami Heat are top 10. They're at number 9. So that alone, for me, is the biggest reason. Miami's going to lock down when they need to. And Atlanta, unless they... I mean, it is one game, so Atlanta could get scorching hot. But I wouldn't count on it. I would, I would rely on, on the best and better defensive team. So that's why I'm going with the, the Miami Heat. John, what you said right there is the reason why I'm super intrigued. Is because in a seven-game series, I'm taking Miami no matter what. But I also know that when Trey Young really focuses and actually wants to play basketball, he's even said, he's like... He's bored with the regular season that he wants to basically just show up for the playoffs. And now it's playoffs. And now he's got one game to fight. So that's why I think this game's a little more intriguing. But I guess gun to my head, I would probably probably pick Atlanta. But for our next game here, we've already talked about all those missing pieces for the Timberwolves. They got two big missing pieces now. And they're going to face off against the Los Angeles Lakers. Who do you guys have in this one? The Lakers have to win. They have to win. Like, <laughs> the Timberwolves, John mentioned this. They're missing two of their best defenders. McDaniels was actually the one that guarded LeBron, LeBron. the last time that they yeah. played. Right. So, I mean, the Timberwolves might make it interesting. Um, the stat that might work in their favor is that they're actually 8-4 and four without Gobert. And they did win against a must-win for the Pelicans game. That was on Sunday. But I don't know. What's the, the spread? 
freaking 100 of like 20 point spread for the white <laughs> oh, it no, is it is the biggest six. spread it's the biggest <laughs> I think spread. it's like it's like eight right it's eight, eight right and now half. it's eight, eight right now yeah yeah that's a lot that's a lot uh what which one hurts more make the uh mcdaniel's missing or gobert mcdaniel mcdaniel's 100 percent. agree because he he gave lebron fits he was able to he, he stuck with him and he guarded him pretty well and look the Wolves still have Carl Anthony Towns and they have Anthony Edwards, right? Two bona fide, well, you know, Anthony Edwards is, is, a, is a star, is a stud. And Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns is, you know, he's also an all-star. And I think they can go off and they can make it interesting, like JJ said. But to only have Carl Anthony Towns as your only big, I mean, AD should feast. Mm-hmm. And I will be very upset if they do not give AD the ball on the block every single opportunity that they get. And LeBron should not be settling for jump shots with nobody being able to guard him. I mean, Torian Prince is who else is there, right? Like, give me a break, man. The Lakers should win by at least ten points. But I know that they play down to the competition, so I'm actually expecting a close game, which it shouldn't be. But I hope I'm wrong. All right, boys, I'm gonna take us to our what to our Wednesday games now. First one is Chicago Bulls at the Toronto Raptors. John, who do you have? Man, both of these teams are like such underachievers this year, right? Not great. No, they're not great. And honestly, like, I don't know, man. I feel like Chicago is going to pull this one out. Oh, interesting. I think Chicago is going to be Toronto. I think Alex Caruso. I think Zach Levine. I think DeMar DeRozan. I think those guys are going to come to play. And I hate saying this, but I think Patrick Beverly is going to have a mark in this game and be a complete pest and do some things defensively that's going to affect Toronto. Um, so I'm, I'm going to roll with Chicago. Does Does Pat Bev cry if they win? <laughs> no, no, no. That was a one-time thing. Wow. I'm sure he got shamed and embarrassed enough to never do that again. <laughs> Publicly, at least. JJ, what do you think, man? Uh, I'll make it interesting. I'm, I think I'm going to say the Raptors are going to pull this one out. They've uh, they've actually had a pretty good record after the, the tread deadline. They're, they're 15 and 11. And they've had the sixth best defense over that stretch. So I'm always a firm believer of defense. And the Raptors, man, like even at that trade deadline, Seemed like everyone wanted those players. OG, Siakam, Van Fleet. If they could pull it together, I think they could, you know, pull an upset here. I don't know if it's called considered an upset, but or I'll just say the win for this matchup. I'm agreeing with you, JJ. I'm gonna also go with the Raptors. And the big part is that I just trust Nick Nurse in these kinds of situations. And I feel like the teams are close enough where I believe the coaching is really going to matter the most. And I'm, I'm sticking with Nick Nurse here. Um, now the second game, it's OKC and the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion's out on this one. Makes this game way more interesting. Who do you guys think is going to win? I'm going to I'm going to go with the Pelicans, man. I think Ingram and company they've made things very complicated, especially for our teams. 
towards uh, the end of the season. And I don't know. I, I feel that they know that if they could just keep doing what they're doing and push it towards the actual playoffs and get Zion, they have a puncher's chance at the championship. And I think they could do it if, um, if Ingram and company could pull, off, pull this off. I think I'm going to go with the Pelicans too. I think Brandon Ingram is playing at an otherworldly, obscene level of basketball right now. He's he's probably the hottest player in the league over the last week or so. And the numbers he's putting up is ridiculous. And I think he's going to carry them to the um, the next game to be the eighth seed. So I'm going with the Pelicans, even though I like OKC. I still think they're 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 going to get knocked out here. With the Thunder, it's like, I, I still don't know exactly what I'm looking at. I'm, I don't know why they're so good. You know what I mean? But with the Pelicans, I feel like they have like bonafide, um, I guess, almost stars, semi-stars that we could really rely on. If OKC had Chet Holmgren, maybe I'd feel a little differently. Um, but I'm also going to go with the Pelicans. So, which takes us to the battle of the eighth seed. Since we probably won't pod by that by these two games, I think we predicted for the West here the Timberwolves versus the Pelicans. Who do you guys have? Hmm. I think I'm gonna go with the Wolves. I think the Wolves are gonna make the eighth seed and they're gonna play the Nuggets in the first round. I just think I don't know, man. I think Anthony Edwards is just. He's that guy, and I think Carl Anthony Towns. They're gonna, they're gonna carry the two of them. Are gonna carry the team. I trust the two of them over over Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Mostly because CJ McCollum, mostly because of him, right? I would take the other two more: Anthony Edwards, Ant Man, and Carl Anthony Towns. So I'm gonna go with the, the Wolves and the seed. That's a tough call, man. It's. Just after talking about the Timberwolves today, I feel like I have to take the Pelicans. I do like CJ John, like what you just said, uh, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy and Herb Jones. They keep it tight too. So I'll say Pelicans for that. Man, I'm going to break the tie here. I'm going to go with the Timberwolves as well. I want to see some crazy Ant-Man kind of stuff that gets them into the playoffs. I want to see some legendary stuff. Plus, you want to see Rudy Gobert in a seven-game series, right? <laughs> With uh, against Jokic. Oh god! Oh, oh god. man! Oh no! That'd be awful. You know what? He's like he would be a good yeah. defender against Jokic, though, because Jokic is not fast. He's not. He's not athletic, and that's the kind Maybe. of Gobert might be able to stick stick with him. I I won't hold you to that. To that uh, take. No, there. don't hold me to that take at all. I said maybe he might be able to stick with him. I definitely used. Uh, I did not use definitive words there. So. <laughs> For the Eastern Conference, we have the Hawks and the Raptors battling out for the eighth seed. Who do you guys have? Oh, man. For theatrics, I really do hope the Hawks get in. Because we've just seen those dudes acting like fools throughout the whole season. And... Oh man, on an entertainment DeJounte level, Murray. I would just love it for them to uh, to come into the playoffs and at least cause some uh, 
some drama, you know. So I'm I'm gonna say Hawks for for our purpose of talking about it on the pod, hopefully. Well, I had Chicago beating Toronto, so it would for me it would be Atlanta versus Chicago. And you know what? I'm sticking with my boy Caruso. I'm going <laughs> Chicago in the eight, in the eighth seed. Oh, I, oh, oh man, what's a Laker? Always a Laker. I'm going. I'm going, dude. Patrick Beverly is a clown, but he's going to be the clown that's representing the eighth seed of the East. Oh man, for the eighth seed, I'm going to stick with Nick Nurse here. I'm going to go with Raptors. And you know, boys, this is all we have for tonight's pod. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, everybody. Let's go. John, thanks for being on. Thank you. Hopefully on Thursday, I'll be happy. If not, curse all of you. Just kidding. (laughs) Have a great night. And shout out to our video producer, RJ, and also Sammy. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All-NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter, at Clinic All-NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.